Heavenly greetings in Jesus Christ's name. Yes, the Lord be with your spirit. Thank you so much for joining us here for this special Christmas program on the University of God. After 400 years of silence, the cry of a baby brought a great light into our world, a light that can never, ever be quenched. Just as Prophet Isaiah had foretold, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Yes, truth. Uh, the book of Isaiah said, he heralded the coming of the Messiah. Let's read in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. On the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. That is why we are here today in the University of God to step into the spiritual and experience God's kingdom here on earth, within us, a kingdom that will never end. Amen. And as we celebrate God's indescribable love for humanity in the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us never forget what Jesus came to show us, which is the greatest achievement on earth, to pray as God wants us to pray. Yes, welcome to another lesson here on the foundation series, Step into the Spiritual, where today we will teach about the realm of prayer. Yes, prayer has a realm. Exactly, Rasin. You know, prayer is a thing of the spirit. Remember, it must be done in spirit and in truth. If it's not in spirit, it is not in truth. And so it is all nothing. Millions of prayers are prayed every day with almost no faith. There is something you must know before you pray. Prayer is an acknowledgement that there is a superior realm that controls both the visible and the invisible worlds. Prayer has a realm and you must first enter that realm before you begin to pray. So how do we enter the realm of prayer? Yes, to enter the realm of prayer is to engage your heart. I mean your spirit. How do we engage our spirit in order to be in the spirit? By meditation. The greatest prayer, I mean spirit prayer, which is prayer in the power of the Holy Spirit, is meditation. By meditation, which is pondering the word of God with a reflective heart, we enter into God's presence. Remember, meditation is the process that will take you beyond the realm of sense knowledge into the very presence of God in the spirit where revelation comes. We need to know how to sit back in silence, in meditation, and listen to what God has to say. If you don't meditate, you will not know what to pray for. If you know what to pray for, how to pray will emerge. The Holy Spirit teaches us how to pray by giving us utterances. This is the meaning of Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27, and Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Yes. That's it. Exactly, Racine. And if you must pray, think deep enough. I mean, meditate, because God is spirit, and you must be in the spirit before you call his name. Let's take a moment to listen to the words of Jesus 
in the book of Matthew 6, verse 6. When you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your Father in the secret place. And your Father, who sees what you do in secret, may reward you openly. Our heart is the prayer room. God dwells in our heart. The altar of spirit prayer is inbuilt because our heart is the prayer room. You can pray anywhere, at any time, without uttering a sound. The greatest prayer is meditation, when you engage your heart with God. Remember, Prophet Tibiusha told us that prayer is not saying words, but praying the prayer. That is spirit prayer. Engage your heart, not your body because you are talking to God, not to man. So enter the secret place of your heart and let your heart talk. Talk to God and let God talk to you. Remember Jesus' teaching in Matthew 9, verse 16 to 17. He told a parable by saying, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put a new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins break, the wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. So what does this mean? Old things must pass away and all things become new. That is why Jesus came to make all things new. Yes, absolutely true. Ask the Apostle Paul, and he will tell you in Romans chapter 7, verse 6, that we should follow the new way of the Spirit, and no longer the old way of the letter. For prayer, as we said, is not saying words with the mouth, but praying with the prayer with your heart under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Exactly, Racine. Now let's look at the prayer that Jesus himself gave us in the book of Matthew 6, verse 7 to 13. Yes, let's watch. And when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do. For they think that they'll be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows what needs you have before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Yes, Jesus said, I am the way to the Father. What is that new way? 
the new way of the Spirit. Prayer is the relationship that exists between God and his children. God does not see us as beggars. He delights in hearing the prayers of his righteous children. Jesus came to make all things new, remember, and show us a new way of worshiping and praying to God as our Father. The Father of Spirits. God is our Father. We are his children. And a sense of fatherhood produces a natural basis for prayer. The Spirit of the Father enables us to cry Abba Father naturally. He gives us inspiration and utterances for prayer. That is why our Lord Jesus taught us to pray to God as our Father. Our Father who are in heaven. As it says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. The Lord's Prayer is the fulfillment of Ezekiel chapter 36. God revealed and promised through prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26. That a new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. God is the God of all human beings, but only the father of those who are truly born again. Born of God, born of the spirit of God. That's why we say, our father. Hallowed be your name. Exactly, yes. Hallowed be your name. And if we read the book of Ezekiel 36, as Rasim was saying, uh, verse 23, let's read from verse 23. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, the name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord, when I show myself holy through you before their eyes. Yes, hallowed be your name. The name of the Lord is sanctified with the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. That is why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3 that no one can say Jesus is Lord without the help of the Holy Spirit. He calls, he helps us call the name in spirit and in truth. That is the sanctification of the Holy Spirit that the Bible talks about in 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 13. Therefore, God is in all ages gathering into himself a generation of spiritual worshippers because God is spirit. You must be in the spirit under the guidance of the Holy Spirit of truth before you call his name. That is in spirit and in truth. Yes, Ruth. Matthew 6 said further say, Thy kingdom come. Ezekiel 36, 24 says, For I will take you among the heathen and gather you out of all the countries and will bring you into your own land. How does the kingdom of God come into our heart? That's the question. The Bible says, Faith is the unshakable confidence in the reality of the yet unseen kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not a mere hope or wish. It is a fact, a reality. I mean, it is not an idle imagination. It is concrete. It is factual. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 28, Jesus said, If I cast out demons with the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Yes, and Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, the kingdom of God, not in word, but in power, 
I mean a demonstration of the Spirit's power. So when the Holy Spirit comes into our heart at the point of salvation, the kingdom of God is within us. Luke chapter 17, verse 21. So God is awaiting to see his kingdom in your heart at the point of his spirit. As Matthew chapter 30, verse 19 says, this is the word of God that settles in your heart the kingdom of God. So God is building his kingdom into us as his word rules, dominates, and sanctifies our spirit nature. So when we are meditating on the word of God, we are sanctifying ourselves under the purifying power of the word. And it is the word that establishes that kingdom of righteousness into our heart. Yes. Amen. And that is what it's all about, the kingdom of God in our hearts. So what does the next verse of the Lord's Prayer say? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we go further with Ezekiel 36. Uh, remember, this is the fulfillment of that word that was uh, spoken through prophet Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36 verse 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. God's will is where? In his word. That is why Jesus says in the book of John 8, verse 31 to 36, if you abide in my words, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Truth has to do with the will of God. The will of God is salvation. Don't forget that. And salvation is what? To be set free from sin and its penalties. Psalm 119 verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, The will of God is also settled on earth in our heart when revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. How? Meditation in the word of God in our heart opens the door of our heart to the spirit of revelation, to the kingdom of God. So our heart is opened to the kingdom of God at the point of revelation because revelation brings conviction and that conviction settles both the kingdom of God and his will into our heart. That's what the Bible says in Romans 14 verse 5. Let everyone be convinced in his own heart. God does nothing without his word. That is why God never asks us to pray for anything that is not sanctioned by scriptures. Hmm. Using the words of the Holy Spirit helps ensure that your prayer is in accordance with the will of God. You'll pray what God wants you to pray for. And what does God want you to pray for? Salvation of your soul. This means you'll pray for God's sake. Quite simply, what does it mean? God's sake. It means the kingdom of God. That is why we say, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. Give us this day our daily bread. Ezekiel 36 verse 30 says, I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field, and you shall receive no more reproach of famine among the heathen. God's word is the bread of life for our soul, as the book of Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 said. So when the Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, 
but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. The Bible is referring to our spiritual part of man, our spirit. The spirit feeds on spiritual food, not carnal food. We have food for the body, and we also have food for the spirit. Food for the body, we know, meat, bread. What does the Bible say about the food of our spirit? Isaiah 55 and verse 1 to 3 says that the food of the spirit is called the bread of life. The bread of life is the word of God, which is spirit and life. That was what Jesus meant when he said figuratively in John chapter 6, verse 54. Whosoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Jesus is the word of life that became flesh. Christ and the word are one. So only the word of life can feed your spirit, as Job says in Job chapter 23, verse 12. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So, since knowledge feeds our intellect, our mind, our heart needs to be renewed by meditating till revelation comes. Then we shall know God's opinion before we pray. Exactly, Racine. Remember, it's all about sense knowledge ceases when revelation comes. So what's the next line in the prayer that Jesus taught us that we're going through today with you? Forgive us our sins. Yes, as we forgive those who sin against us. Don't forget the second part. That is so important. So let's go back to Ezekiel 36, verse 33. Thus said the Lord God, in the day that I shall have cleansed you from all your iniquities, I will also cause you to dwell in the cities and the ruins shall be rebuilt. Yes. Ephesians 2, verse 13, what does it say? We know that promise of God very well. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is all the power of the work of forgiveness. The Bible says in John 14 verse 2 that Jesus Christ is the governor of our future. Forgiveness is the bridge to our future and correction carries us to that place. You want to go to the future that God has planned for you? then forgiveness is the bridge that will take you there and correction carries you to that place. That is why we ask God to forgive our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. There's two parts of that prayer. And you need to discover that we all need to discover the power of forgiveness. Ask yourself sincerely, deep inside your heart, is there anyone that you need to forgive in this season of Christmas? Because whether victim or perpetrator, we all stand in helpless need of God's divine forgiveness. Hmm. What does the next verse of the Lord's Prayer say? After we've received God's forgiveness and after we have released forgiveness to those who've hurt us, it's all about lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yes, that is why Jesus came. Let's go back again to the book of Ezekiel 36. We can read verse 15 this time. No longer will I make you hear the taunts of the nations and no longer will you suffer the scorn of the people or cause your nation to fall, declares the sovereign Lord. 
Freedom from sin and temptation comes only from knowing Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Who the Son of God sets free is free indeed. The reproach of sin is over in Christ Jesus. That is what Jesus came for, to deliver you emotionally, physically, spiritually. Yes, Ruth. The Lord's Prayer helps us acknowledge that the kingdom of God is with us. Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, verse 20, that the kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. That is why Jesus said to Nicodemus, you need to be born again. For unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within us. This means when we are walking in the spirit, we are walking with the kingdom of God. How do you walk in the spirit? To walk in the spirit is to walk in harmony with the word of God. And to walk in harmony with the word of God is to walk in harmony with the will of God. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says, And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it, whether you turn to the right or to the left. This means the instruction for such walk in the spirit is entirely guided and regulated by the words of the Holy Spirit. Yes, Ruth. Exactly, yes. Now, think about it. Solomon said there is nothing new under the sky. But something he has not said is that there is something new within you, not on the outside. The kingdom of God is within you. God is within you. Without the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the natural man is in lethargy, in a coma. Remember, a believer does not have strength as long as he operates in the natural. Yes. Why the Father's prayer was given to us? To take hold of God's kingdom by faith. Prayer is the shortest route to the heart of God. You cannot connect to the new realm of the kingdom of God without forgiveness first, and then regeneration, which is called spiritual rebirth. The Bible says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What is the entrance to the kingdom of God like so? The only way to connect to a phone, where's my phone? The only way to connect to a phone network is to have available credit. If you have enough credit to access the network, then you can connect and listen. If not, no connection, no satellite can look at you. You need available credit. And what is that credit? Faith. We walk by faith. So without faith, your spirit begins to roam endlessly like a lost boat in the ocean. Without grace through faith, we are lost. Sin and the harboring of the spirit of unforgiveness breaks the communion with God. Now we need to know that we receive the grace of forgiveness by faith. So the only connection to the spirit realm, to the kingdom of God, is by faith. Believing in Christ, that is our connection. And when we are connected, the dull and lost heart begins to perceive signals in the spirit he had never heard before. And we begin to communicate with God. That is why 
Jesus said, we need to be born again. Jesus needs to raise our spirit from the dead. And when he does, the conscience becomes alive at the point of conversion. Jesus begins to inject a new life in you. And you will be able to log onto the realm of the kingdom of God and begin to hear God clearly. Communicate with him clearly, life and spirit. That's mm. it. That's such a wonderful lesson. So you who are watching, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, wherever you are, you can log on to that realm of the Holy Spirit. Wow. How? By the credit called faith. Log on to that realm. Your conscience will be awakened, connected to the spirit realm. And you'll be able to hear, like Racine just said, signals that you've never heard. What you were designed to hear, to live in tune with God, because there's no state of being, which is rewarding. Remember, God cannot open the door of his kingdom to the one who keeps his heart shut. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart right now. Love is knocking at the door. Will you allow him in? Will you let him into the inner chamber of your life? Do you see this season of Christmas as a difficult one? This season is painful for many because they remember broken homes, painful memories, Many are isolated, alone, in conflict. But remember, you are never alone. Jesus wants to shelter you under the banner of his love, to show you his kingdom, a kingdom which has no end. Yes, Lord. In this Christmas, open your heart to Jesus and hear Jesus in the secret place, as Jesus told Receive the comfort of God's spirit. God's promise in Isaiah chapter 40 is that he will comfort his people. Open your heart to the comforter and you will realize you need no more to be happy in this season, in the year to come, than to have Jesus present in your heart. By faith, listen to the secret place next to you and hear Jesus saying, come to me, I will give you rest. I am a companion to the lonely. I am bread to the hungry and water to the thirsty. Come to me. Open the door of your heart. So thank you so much for joining us today. And let this original rendition of the Lord's Prayer composed by Wendy Churchill for the University of God and performed by Joel Chin and Mariala Goods encourage you to enter into the realm of prayer the realm of the Holy Spirit, where Jesus is. Happy Christmas from the team and family of the University of God. Yes, happy Christmas.